Hello and welcome to another Healthy Bite. My name is Dr Ron Ehrlich. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I am recording this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, this week I had the pleasure of speaking with Dr Felix Liao. Now, Felix is the airway mouth doctor. And uh, Felix is passionate and prolific in his uh, writings. Uh, He's written many books, uh, Your Child's Best Face, where he explores why a better face means better health. He talks about some red flags that we should look out for, the whole health logic. If you're getting the sense that there's a lot more going on in your face and your mouth than you may have thought, I make no apology for that. I always say that um, I include dental stress as one of the five stressors, emotional, environmental, postural, nutritional, and dental stress. And everybody nods when I mention the first four. And when I get to the dental stress, they look bemused. And the reason I include dental stress is really for two reasons. One, I've been involved in this field for over 40 years now, so I feel reasonably well qualified to share my knowledge with you. But the second reason I include it is I include it for anybody with a mouth who is interested in their health but has never fully connected the two. And any regular listener to this podcast will know there are many connections and one that we focus on repeatedly uh, from various connections, various angles, is the mouth. So some red flag and bringing on your best face um, so that's something that uh, Felix talked about in your in his book, Your Child's Best Face. He also talked about relaunching your vitality, the missing key to getting free from chronic pain and fatigue. Now, over well, there's something like 20 to 40% of the population suffer from chronic musculoskeletal pain. Now, that could be chronic um, backaches, often it is, but it also includes what people often describe as tension, headaches, and neck aches. And most people will seek out the help of a physio or a chiropractor or an osteopath to deal with those issues. And I think that's entirely appropriate. I think that's a good place to start. But if you are uh, suffering from chronic musculoskeletal pain and needing to constantly, every month or two, go back for treatment, you need to be asking yourself a very fundamental question. Why is this recurring? If you walk out of your chiro, osteo or physio's office with relief of pain, and a few weeks later that pain recurs, you have to ask yourself why, and a a part that is often overlooked is the role of the jaw, particularly in the way you breathe, the way you sleep, the way that affects your posture, predisposing you perhaps to a head forward posture, which would put strain on the muscles at the back of the neck or the side of the neck, which would cause frontal headaches or temporal headaches or headaches at the back of the head, and the role of clenching and grinding in all of that, which we now know is linked often to disordered breathing, particularly when you're asleep. So this is why Felix has included chronic pain in in his Relaunch Your Vitality. He's also written a book called Early Sirens, The Critical Health Warnings and Holistic Mouth Solutions for Snoring, Teeth Grinding, Jaw Clicking, Chronic Pains and Fatigue. And he puts out various red flags like crowded lower front teeth, 
you're grinding your teeth, uh, you, you, you've got dry mouth or you've got narrow jaws and crowded teeth. But the one that I really like is uh, Felix's book, Six Foot Tiger in a Three Foot Cage, and he's referring here, of course, to a person's tongue. And the thing that is um, important to note is that your tongue needs sufficient room to fit into your mouth. And you can look at your mouth and see whether you have indentations of your teeth on your tongue. That gives you a clue as to whether you might be clenching or grinding. It might give you a clue that you have insufficient room. You might be just providing your six foot tiger, the tongue, with only a three foot cage. And so when you think about it, how do soft tissues like a tongue have permanent indentations on them from the teeth. Now, I always draw the analogy if I was to lean my arm against the edge of a table and I leave it there for a half an hour, or maybe even only after 10 minutes, I have the indentation or the line of the edge of that table on my arm. But for it to be there permanently, I'd have to keep my arm pressed permanently against the table. Well, to have indentations of the type that you have of your teeth on your tongue or on your cheeks. You could look at your cheeks as well and see if there's a line there where your upper and lower teeth meet together. But it's the tongue that Felix is focusing on and it's the tongue we should be focusing on because if you don't have enough room for your tongue in your mouth, you've got three alternatives. You could walk around with your tongue sticking out. Not a great look um, and not many people do that. The other way is to breathe through your mouth by just slightly opening your mouth and giving a little bit more room for your tongue to sit there. But the problem with that is that you're breathing through your mouth. Noses are for breathing, mouths are for feeding and talking and smiling, but they are not primarily there for breathing. And the any regular listener to this podcast will know that nasal breathing has so many positives to it. It warms, humidifies, and filters the air before we take it into our lungs. So there are fine hairs in the nose, which filter out particles. There is the mucus lining, the sinuses and the turbinates, which also grab onto pollutants or, or viruses. There are the sinuses and the turbinates, which warm and humidify the air before you take it into your lungs. There is also... The, ton the, the adenoids, and then finally the tonsils. So there are four or five, there are five there, uh, lines of defense if you breathe through your nose. If you breathe through your mouth, you bypass the first four and rely on your tonsils. And so people who have recurring throat infections, particularly children who have recurring upper respiratory infections or enlarged tonsils, they are often a reflection of predominantly a mouth breather. Now, another feature of uh, breathing through your nose is nitric oxide. 60 to 90% of the body's... Now, nitric oxide, I should, I should just take a step back from here. Nitric oxide, nitric oxide, not nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide is laughing gas that you may have had in the dental surgery or if you're a woman when you've given birth to a, a baby, you're given sometimes nitrous oxide as a sort of a, a, a sedative, if you like. This is nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is one of the body's 
um, main regulators. It's a really important compound. It's a natural vasodilator. So it releases the pressure in the blood vessels. Good for blood pressure. It's a bronchodilator. So it opens up the airways. It's also antimicrobial and antiviral. Yes, nitric oxide. After the SARS-1 virus in 2003, there was some interesting research which showed that nitric oxide disrupted the reproductive cycle of the virus. Now, if it did that for SARS-1, it did it for SARS-2, although in the current pandemic, uh, if you, you, you know, we haven't heard anything about the importance of that. We haven't really heard anything about anything other than the importance of vaccinations and social isolations and masks, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but nitric oxide disrupt is also antimicrobial, antiviral. And 60 to 90% of the body's nitric oxide is produced in the paranasal sinuses only when you breathe through your nose. So the more I learn about nasal breathing, the more important I, I, I find it to be. So this six-foot tiger, your tongue, in a three-foot cage, your mouth, as I was saying, you have three alternatives. One, to walk around with your tongue sticking out, not good. The other, to have your mouth slightly opened and be predominantly a mouth breather, giving more room for your tongue, but creating all sorts of other problems. And the third way is for you to close your mouth, but your tongue not having enough room has the potential to block your airway and restrict your upper airway, which creates all sorts of other problems for you. So having enough room to house all of your teeth is much more than whether you have enough teeth to chew the food that hunters and gatherers chewed. Because just like hunters and gatherers, it's really important, in fact, arguably even more important now than ever before, to breathe well and sleep well to build resilience into our system, our bodies. And this is why this week's episode with Felix Lau, the airway mouth doctor, was such a, it was such a joy to talk to Felix. He's another very passionate practitioner. He's very prolific in his writings. And it was just so interesting to meet and chat with him. But it reminded me of all of those things. And I wanted to remind you too. I hope this finds you well. Until next time, this is Dr. Ron Ehrlich. Be well. This podcast provides general information and discussion about medicine, health and related subjects. The content is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice or as a substitute for care by a qualified medical practitioner. If you or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately qualified medical practitioner. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions.